Welcome to MediaPost's Brand Insider. I'm your host, Steve Smith, Editorial Director of Events here at MediaPost. Each week, we interview marketing leaders from companies old and new about how they build and evolve their brands on an unpredictable media and culture terrain. In addition to this full audio interview in podcast form, we also publish a companion newsletter with highlights from the Q&A. MediaPost has been covering marketing and media news for over 20 years. You can find the Brand Insider Weekly as well as our daily coverage at MediaPost.com. Now, let's get into it. We'd like to welcome to the Brand Insider uh, podcast and uh, column, Mission Produce's Head of Marketing and Communications, Denise Gianchiero. Uh, she, uh, Mission, by the way, is a global supplier of avocados, both wholesale and retail, and we'll get into the difference uh, between the B2B and the B2C side in marketing. Denise is also that rare marketing executive who really knows her product and business segment. She's been involved in produce marketing and agribusiness her entire career. Even uh, Denise, you even have a, a, an undergrad degree in agribusiness, don't you? I do. I do. What, what makes you so passionate about this business? This is going to sound really cheesy, but I feel it's the purest form of capital. And that actually comes from my 18-year-old mind when I started going to college and I just was exploring different majors. And I just was really, really attracted to the fact that um, getting into marketing and business for agriculture, you are actually providing somebody with the necessity of what they need to live. Mm -hmm. And um, what so many people do in this industry is really provide a nutritious source um, for people. And it's something that you're not only connected to the earth, but you're connected to people every single day. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and now out outline for us what mission does uh, and for whom, uh, what, where that mission brand is, what that mission brand is and, and how you're working both the wholesale and the retail side. Yeah. Mission Produce is uh, the global leader in avocados. We're a grower, packer, shipper. Um, we have operations and customers in over 25 countries. Our customer base is in food service, retail, and wholesale. Uh, we're, an interesting, we're an interesting business because we handle not only a lot of the farming, farming and um, growing of the fruit, depending on the location, but we also handle the distribution and ripening. So we are really a fill-to-fork business. Um, we are the largest. Last year, we sold you know, 619 million pounds of avocado. So if you think about it, uh, typically an avocado could be around, depending on the size, eight ounces. So, you know, two avocados per pound, that's quite a few avocados. How does the consumer encounter your brand? Now I have to admit, I, we, we buy a lot. We're, we're a vegan household. We buy a lot of avocados around here. Uh, but I can't say that I ever lo really look for brand. Uh, but how does yeah. the consumer encounter mission? So uh, we are in a lot of major retailers, especially on the East Coast um, in the United States. You will see us on, on that sticker. You will also probably see some of our branded products, Mini Small But Mighties, which are the small avocados in a bag. Um, we also have our Jumbo product line and our Emeralds in the Rough, which is um, a it's a purchase for what they call number two fruit, but it's really just the aesthetics, the fruit inside and the pulp is just the same. Um, so it's those consumers looking for something that's maybe at a cheaper price point and um, is more of a sustainable product when it comes to maybe food waste. Mm. Now, there are other avocado groups uh, promoting the the fruit. Um, in fact, we have we've we've had them uh, with us at our events and on the on this podcast, uh, avocados from Mexico being the the most prominent. 
if only because they do Super Bowl ads, uh, which tends to attract our attention. You yeah. take you take a different path from these others. So let's explain how you differ from some of these other groups, but then also how you have a different idea about how to market produce. Yeah, definitely. So what's interesting is the avocado space, there's quite a few different, I would say, what people would consider brands and they're origin specific. Avocados from Mexico definitely being the well-known brand and largest. You also have uh, California avocados, avocados from Peru, um, and also avocados from Chile. So there's quite a few. And when I came on the scene about five years ago, I really was examining and I came in just on looking at the customer, right? And working with our sales team with the customers and how we were going to grow um, our category within the customers. And it just, I just became aware of how much information was not out there about what people really wanted to know about avocados. There was a lot of information out there about avocados, where they were from, but not necessarily people wanted to know more about the product. They wanted to know how to handle the product. They wanted the product specific to their lifestyle. And I saw that there was an opportunity to not only provide that, but not only market to consumers um, and our customer base of B2B, which is substantially um, the way that we market but I saw that there was an opportunity. So we have an in-house um, data center called Avocado Intel, and we constantly are looking at shopper insights of how they purchase, what they're looking for, what they want, um, how much they're going to spend, what they want to know. And what we noticed was that consumers really wanted now avocados based on their lifestyle. So it wasn't just a matter of avocados being on their plate or being available for their salad or their taco Tuesday or for their guac for their Sunday afternoon um, festivities, but it was more, they were, avocados were a part of their lifestyle. And at that time, we saw a lot of people being on the go. And we, it was the millennial generation that has really been attracted to avocados. Well, millennials are one, either starting to become parents at that time, or they're career oriented and they're on the go. So they were wanting those smaller avocados. So we saw a huge opportunity to create a product with our own product to specifically market to those people and give them what they needed. And it's been a tremendous success. Our retail partners latched on very quickly and consumers have just been highly, highly attracted to the product, which was which is called um, Mission Mini, small but mighty. And then we just continue that on. Consumers were now purchasing more avocados for their whole week. So we created a program called Size Minded, which provides the consumer with an opportunity to buy a larger piece of fruit and a smaller piece of fruit. Maybe they want that larger piece of fruit for their evening dinner with their family and then that smaller piece of fruit for their grab and grow and their lunch the next day. Um, so this really just continued to transcend um, for us over the last five years. We also saw that consumers were wanting a ripe and ready product right now, but then they also wanted that piece of fruit that was a bit harder to last them later on in the end of the week if they weren't able to get to the store again. So we created a program called Mini or called Ready, and that actually provided consumers the opportunity to grab those couple of avocados for tonight and then have a couple that were not quite ripe and ready, but you knew in a few days they were going to be there just in time for what you needed. So this is, uh, it suggests to me uh, a way of sort of cracking the nut of actually marketing produce, which is an issue. Now, we we have our own events around CPG. And when mm -hmm. 
started uh, bringing in to the mix companies like avocados from Mexico, one of the questions was, well, is this really CPG? I mean, do people really identify produce as CPG? Uh, because few of us are really uh, buying by brand here. So it sounds to me that the way you're solving for this, of making produce something that's more marketable is through uh, is through product development and product differentiation rather than say marketing quality. Um, you know, these are the these are the better avocados. These are the richer avocados. Or, um, but instead, this is a this is a visually different uh, in terms of packaging. It's different. I'll, I'll shut up and you tell me what you think of that. Is that what what's really at work here? Is coming at the problem the problem of how do you market produce uh, from that the direction of product development. Completely. In produce, we've always seen ourselves as a commodity. I've heard time and time again, which is always really hard for a marketer to hear, you know, that's not going to matter, Denise. At the end of the day, people are just going to pick up what they want. Well, I think that we're seeing that that's not always true. And I think we're also seeing that consumers have changed. Consumer behavior has changed. Consumers want to know more about their product and they want their products to fit in with their lifestyle. Consumers are also not only purchasing just now at the stores, people are purchasing online. Um, I mean, how many times have some of us been on Instagram and made a purchase right there based on something they've seen, right? So just the way that people are shopping and their needs and wants have changed. And I think in produce, we have a real opportunity to like step into this now and to actually think of produce very differently. People want to be connected to the products they buy. They want them to be purpose-driven. And in produce, how much more purpose-driven can you be than making sure people are getting nutritious food to eat? Um, I'm curious. So what are the challenges uh, in working at, with the retailers on this? Do they see this as an opportunity for them or does it confuse the market or what, what, what's in it for them? Yeah. And that's a really, really great question because a lot of retailers are like, hey, listen, we have, we have our own program. It's company specific. We're doing this. Um, other retailers are like, you know, are you sure? Are you sure that's going to grow the category? Are you sure that's what consumers are looking for? And the data speaks for itself. Um, that's been the foundation of what we do. Uh, when you work in produce, it is, especially for a lot of retailers, it's not only about making sure their consumers getting a quality product, but it's also making sure what's on their shelves is going to be able to meet their bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. And we work with perishable products. So you have to also make sure that that's accounted for. And so sometimes it is harder for retailers to think a bit outside the box and try something new, but also the landscape of retail is really, really competitive. So one of the things that we found by partnering with our retailers is coming up with not only these programs, but also coming up with bringing the data to the table of what we're seeing. And then these retailers trying it out, they've had double digit growth when they've tried out size-minded or they've tried out ready. And so those retailers that are willing to just take a little, what they might see as a risk um, has worked out substantially for them and not only made them more competitive in their market, but it's drove their sales in the category. So when you're trying to raise uh, awareness of uh, sort of differentiation on, in, in produce, at least among consumers, what are the media channels that you leverage most for that? Where, where, what touches them? What makes, what makes the case? Since you're arguing something a little new to a lot of consumers is to pay closer attention to the produce that they're buying. Yeah, there, there is a real opportunity and I, I will be transparent and there's so much more we can be doing. Um, and I think it's just a matter of a shift happening with 
the industry and with produce as a whole and also with retail. But it's really connecting at every single touch point with that consumer. So if that consumer is going into the store, making sure there's a touch point there to communicate what's going on, making sure that there's a touch point if they're using click and collect or they're using delivery services. So it's really like, where are the consumers and how do we hit that touch point to make sure that they're aware of not only this product, but how it can bring value to their life. How's your own media spend evolved, say, in the last few years? Are there particular channels that have surprised you that you're uh, that you're heavying up on um, that changed uh, changed their value just in the last year? Yeah, I think for us, um, what's been a shift one was COVID, right? So we, as an as an organization. Um, we hadn't always used channels like we used to because we had always seen ourselves as a B2B company versus a B2C company. So as a marketer, sometimes it was challenging to get those those dollars to spend, knowing that we could reach the consumer and have more of a pull through, right? So, but COVID had kind of changed that for us. And we knew that we had to up our ability to communicate. And um, we, we stepped into that and that has supported us having more more of a budget to do some of that. And we're really using a lot of channels, of course, all the social channels. But one of the things that we did starting this year is, is we created a podcast. And that was specific, not only just to, it wasn't really specific to drive sales. It was more specific to, to provide a lot of information and knowledge. And um, we also became a public company in October. And so this was an opportunity for a wide audience range to not only get to know the company, but to get to know more about the avocado business. I think there's a lot of people out there that don't understand that the actual demand for avocados is higher than what supply currently is. Mm-hmm. And it's also depending on the time of year, but in, in the United States, um, we've been very, very fortunate that we've, we've had supplies year round. Well, go back 20 years, that wasn't always the case, right? So these other origins had to open up. And it hasn't always just been about seasonality, but it's also about the level of demand. And so within the United States, you have a few different origins that are bringing in avocados we're importing from various states. And a lot of people don't even understand what that means. And I think sometimes it can strike strike people the wrong way because they're like, wait, I want to buy local. Like, why would you be bringing in imported product? And it's not necessarily because anybody is not being attracted or buying local. It's a matter of supply and demand and that demand being there and making sure, you know, our goal is to always have dual sources of supply for our customer base because we don't ever want a consumer to go to any store or retailer or food service customer and not have avocados. We just, we don't want that to happen. So our strategy has not only turned from dual sources of supply, but multiple sources of supply because we see these demand and supply trends. And that's a really unique thing about Mission Produce. But what, which cha- which media channels are most important in driving this for giving you these goals? Uh, are you, uh, are you heavy up in, t- are you heavy up in TV? Does, is this a big branding effort to get people to recognize mission? Is this something that really takes place uh, at, uh, at the retail level and shopper marketing more than anything else or uh, through, or through digital pushes and social media? Are, are there particular, uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at is given your particular goals in mm-hmm. raising, both raising awareness for the brand, but also sort of pushing these, these various lifestyle solutions. Uh, which are the which are the places that you're really finding most effective or most important in driving that message right now? 
Yeah, definitely. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us to use a lot of the vehicles and mediums that you just mentioned. Um, we have seen ourselves as a B2B company to this point. And so we have really been driving it through the channels of our retailers and our customer base. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our goal has always been to make sure that they're they're serviced and they have what they need. And we have been creating a lot of our marketing has all has been about that pull through, right? So adding a lot of value. Um, But there is a lot of opportunity for us to reach consumers in a different way, because I think we're bringing something different to the table about really educating about the avocado, and we are the grower. And I think that's a completely different angle than what you're seeing um, with some of the other marketers in the space. What are your key KPIs? What are the needles that you're looking to push, at least right now? You know, for, for me, um, just looking at kind of how 2021 is going, uh, I'm really looking to get back up and running and be and start driving some of the category growth within the different sectors of the United States. Um, I'm also looking long-term internationally. We see a lot of potential in, um, in Asia and also Europe. Um, and it, you know, it's no secret that we're going to continue our footprint there. So I'm looking a little bit more long-term, but I would also like to, I would also like to see this year of just seeing some substantial category growth because last year we saw it just because people were doing some heavy shopping, but now that people are getting back to, I guess, if we want to say somewhat normal ways of behavior, I think we're not going to necessarily see that for another year. I want to make sure that we're still dialed in to what the consumer is doing. So I would like to still continue to see some of that double digit growth I was seeing before the pandemic. Um, Pulling back a little bit, talk about CPG marketing generally as we come out of this pandemic, or at least we're looking as you are at this next generation of millennial consumers as they sort of become the, the, the heart of the CPG buying public. What, what are the key trends in CPG marketing um, and, and product development that you see on the horizon? You know, for me, I, th- I think I really just see it continuing to be, how do we be a part of people's lives? How are you a product that somebody wants to purchase and wants a part of their lifestyle? I, as a millennial myself, um, and especially as a millennial mom, I definitely looking at things a bit differently than I used to. When it comes to avocados, I think it's been wonderful because a lot of the millennials are becoming parents and it's a perfect baby food. So it's how do we capture what those moms are doing and how do we make sure that we are having that touch point with them by either one, where they're shopping, where they're getting their information and them not a, not underestimating what the avocado can be for their child and for their child's diet. Because once a baby starts eating avocados on a regular basis, and then they're a toddler, they could become an avocado um, consumer for the rest of their life. (laughs) I'm already seeing a beech nut avocado. avocado. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and like, like sort of the, sort of like the the banana pudding flavor, something that we as parents like rob (laughs) from our kids. Oh, well, you know, it's funny is I have a two-year-old and in the beginning it was like, you know, smashed and I made all of her own baby food. Right. So I was blending avocado with all kinds of different things. And then, you know, and then it became some diced and now it's sliced. And now, you know, she actually eats the avocado with a spoon because she saw me eating it that way. So it's been even interesting to see how her eating behaviors have changed with avocados as she's grown. 
uh, yeah, my my daughter who's 28 now. I just I just, I'm 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 still just remembering Cheerios and, and tossing them on the floor. <laughs> oh, they do do that. They toss a lot of things on the floor. <laughs> Um, and we should, and if we we should definitely um, round out this podcast by talking a little bit about your own podcast. Yes. Um, what's the what's the top? What's the first of all? Give us the name, and what's the what? Are, what's the content? Yeah, so our podcast is for the love of avocados, and we just continually we're on our fifth episode. It actually was just released today, and we're diving into all things avocados. Um, you know how it's what's the field to fork? What are people thinking? Um, we've done one on sustainability, which is which was a wonderful podcast where we had the head of sustainability from Chipotle and also Walmart as our guest, um, and it was around our ESG uh, report and our our inaugural report that we released. Um, We've also done one, like I mentioned, around the big game. Uh, Really excited about last week's where we talked about, or this week's where we talked about um, the consumer trends we see going into the summer months and ahead of us now post-pandemic or what some areas would maybe consider post-pandemic, which is very in line with a lot of what you you and I have been talking about today of just consumer trends and marketing. through the different channels of B2B and B2C. Well, uh, Denise Giancaro, thank you so much for making us all a little hungry uh, and, 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 and looking for, for guac for dinner. Thanks for, so much. Well, thanks so much for having me, and I hope you do enjoy that guac. Thanks for hitting play on Media Post's Brand Insider podcast. We're here each week interviewing marketing executives from large and small, legacy and emerging brands. They share their experiences navigating the challenges of commercial clutter, media distraction, and consumer disinterest. You can also subscribe to the Brand Insider newsletter for edited text editions of these Q&As. For this and all of the marketing and media news reporting MediaPost has provided the industry for two decades, head over to MediaPost.com. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions for Brand Insider, you can always reach me, Steve Smith, at steve at MediaPost.com. Until next week... Let's mark it carefully out there.